What is good? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again in Chicago. Bulls basketball is back tomorrow appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with your boy as always man hit that like button subscribe to the page we do talk chicago sports daily on this channel it's the only channel talking bulls our bulls fans are gonna get down and have the conversation so make sure that you stay in tune with us man also we do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by bird dog whiskey where the motto is life is short so add some flavor by the way i'm gonna add a little flavor into my life right now dilly dilly this is the bird dog peach flavor uh appreciate you guys that have supported the show if you're getting ready for this bulls game tomorrow and you haven't ordered your bottle of bird dog yet make sure that you ordered your you order your bottle of bird dog whiskey let me oh yeah baby come on now Oh yeah. We just we just doing something simple, baby. We're just doing something simple. We're just doing something simple. We excited for bull season. Right? The Chicago Bulls are back tomorrow. We do come into this season with a couple of uh, injury concerns already, but we'll break that down on today's episode as well. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Um, let's jump right into this, man, because there's a lot to get to. There's a lot to get uh, um, to talk about, right, with this Bulls team coming into the season. So we're going to do the season preview. Also going to give you some of my NBA season predictions in this episode as well. We got some Bears news that broke today coming around uh, Amir um, Nazareth Smith. So we'll be talking about that as well. We got all of that coming and more today. Shout out to Vail. Um, I believe, I don't know if I could put this on the screen. Can I? Oh, look at that, man. Hold on. I got to move it over a little bit, though. Bow, newest member of the Windy City Breeze Super Fans, man. When you become a Breeze Super Fan, you get all the cool emojis. You get a little bit of early content. Sometimes you get a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I got to work on the early content a little bit, right? But it comes with a couple of perks, man. So make sure that you guys uh, tune in with us on that. If you're a Breeze Super Fan, shout out to you. It will come in handy, especially for uh, merch this season. Where we will be selling merch on the channel. Um, so we've got that going for us as well. I'll tell you guys about that coming soon. Um, let's jump into this though, man, because there's a lot to talk about with the Chicago Bulls coming into this season. Starting off with our power for power forward position. Um, when you're we, we finally got the confirmation, right, that Patrick Williams is going to be the starting power forward for the Chicago Bulls when yesterday we didn't know whether P. Will was going to be the starting forward for the Bulls or not, right? Like, it, it, there was a question mark around Javante Green or Patrick Williams. And the, the thing that I really um, had to uh, uh, um, break down with this team was, okay, so we're confirming that Javante is the, the starting power forward? on this team or is going to play power forward on this team right i think that one was a little bit more of a surprise to me but patrick williams gonna get the nod as a starting power forward for this basketball team and that's okay right like i'm not gonna lie to you i was fine with it either way i i wouldn't have been upset if patrick williams was coming off of the bench for the chicago bulls i wouldn't have been upset if patrick williams was a starter for this team which he's going to be because and here's the reason why right the breakdown that comes into that um i like patrick williams in both roles i think p will can come into 
into the game as a starter, you have to see him be aggressive. You have to see him attack the buckets. You have to see him take his shots when he's taking them, right? But at the end of the day, if he gets eight shots, Patrick Williams is a very efficient player. He's just got to he's got to add in that that uh, uh, um, like if he goes four for eight gets to the free throw line a couple of times right now you're talking about seeing progression in that situation um the 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 biggest thing like i talked about right the biggest thing for me was the fact that javante green is going to be used as a power forward again for the chicago bulls team i'm not i i'm not gonna say i'm surprised by it right but it's it's the first we've heard of it and the one thing that i will say about uh, around javante green being used as a power forward is that while it's something that can work while it's something that can be used and i think that javante green adds a lot to this basketball team as a power forward um i would love to see him playing his natural position i would love to see him getting more uh, uh time in at a guard position for the chicago bulls because one i just feel like he could be more useful defensively in that situation i feel like if you're if you're looking at uh, uh um javante green out there guarding threes and fours right looks good solid defender against them but what would that look like against a two guard in the nba or a point guard in the nba right like those are kind of the things that i really would like to see out of javante green i'm glad that he's improved his game enough to the point where we're talking about him getting this role right where we're talking about him being a a uh, um top caliber or, or a a candidate right that's going to get consistent minutes this year i didn't expect him to coming into the season but silly me i thought that marco simonovich was going to be getting some love this year and uh billy donovan still hates him Billy still hates him. Um, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know why that is, right? But Billy seems to, to not rock with Marco in the slightest. But I think, right, to me, the whole power forward situation with the Chicago Bulls could be something that coming into this season and throughout the season – could be something to keep an eye on. Are the Bulls going to go out there and try and add something else at that position? Are the Bulls going to come out and try and go and, and find maybe somebody that ends up getting cut? Are they going to try to add some depth at that position? Right, Because at the end of the day, Javante Green's still 6'4". And I, I know there's a lot of people that look at what he did in the preseason and get excited about it. I know there's a lot of people that look at what he did in the preseason and feel good about it, right? And But again, two things. One, it's preseason, which... All right, you know, I like what he did. I like seeing the aggressiveness. Is that going to translate to the season? Probably not. I don't expect him to shoot. I think he was shooting like 76% at one point in the preseason. I don't expect him to shoot that coming into the season this year, right? But the big thing for me with Javante is, okay, we've seen this. It's been the reason that we talked about last season that Vooch had his struggles. It's been the reason that we talked about last season that Vooch had no help on the backside. It's been the reason that we talked about last season that Vooch was looking around saying, who's going to help me rebound in this game? Now, granted, right, coming into the game, you've got Andre Drummond now. You've got um, Dalen Terry, who can be an asset on that as well. Uh, um, of course, having Caruso in there, you already know what Caruso is going to bring to the game, that, that hard hustle and muscle, right? So you're excited about all of those things, but I, I'm just I'm still concerned about the whole Javante Green power forward thing. Not to say it's not going to work, but it definitely puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage versus some of those bigger teams in the Eastern Conference that we're going to see every single year. Right. Like Philly, big team, uh, Milwaukee, big team, Cleveland, big team in the front court. 
You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just the big thing for me is that we're not doing things and replicating things that are going to repeat what we saw last season with some of the players that struggled because of the disadvantages we were in when we're not in those disadvantages this season. Now, I think the thing is, right, like the biggest difference this year is that you have Patrick Williams with the ability to at least be a part of the team, right? So if you had Javante Green as your starting power forward, you could bring Patrick Williams off the bench, which I didn't hate uh, uh, after I talked myself into it, right? Because for me, right, like when, when I'm looking at Patrick Williams playing a power or uh, playing power forward off of the bench, you're looking at him with a host of guys and you could probably see this a lot more this season, right? Just to give him an opportunity to really cook and really show what he's going to be able to do where he's on the floor with Alex Caruso, uh, Goran Dragic, Andre Drummond, uh, maybe Javante Green, maybe Kobe White, right? Like where you mix in some of those guys just to see Patrick Williams have the ability to put the ball in his hands, go to the bucket, be strong, attack the game. You know, those are the things that I find important for the Chicago Bulls where, yeah, you've got your starters, you've got your guys that are going to make their names for themselves, but there's not enough basketballs to go around to everybody. So where do you, where are you going to be able to accentuate the scoring on this team heading to the bench right because if Kobe White doesn't take a step those 15 points a game are going to be missed and they, and and he needs to he needs to take a step right he needs to take a step but I mean here's the thing for me I'm I'm coming into this season with uh excitement around this Bulls team I'm coming into this season with excitement around a lot of the players that we added um I think that health is going to be a huge key for the Chicago Bulls team we're off to a bad start right we got a couple of updates here shout out to you guys in the chat man who all in the chat raging in here hating early on the Bulls man love seeing raging in here raging was our resident Bulls hater last year I'm not really sure if raging is a Chicago fan or just Chicago pessimist um but shout out to raging man he's always in there shay in the chat what's going on shay how you doing seneca gordon in the chat what's happening uh nah a lot of pops <laughs> said uh hey can you shout out my son christian's team glenbard east freshman football eight and one going for a chip on thursday shout out to glenbard east man y'all go get that championship brother um baki in the chat what's going on man um let's not forget we traded luke luke cornett for javante green acme steel yeah bro like i i, I like the the um the addition of Javante to this team. I think Javante is a major piece for the Chicago Bulls team. Um, but I mean, like, honestly, as we're getting into this season, you have to hit the ground running. And we're in an interesting position here with what we're starting, right? Like, and here's the thing as well, right? So they're talking about possibly sitting Zach Levine opening game of the season due to knee management, right? Like, uh, he's going to have moments where he is going to have to have that knee management. He's going to have moments with that. Uh, he's going to have to, uh, um, he's going to get games where he's designated to sit, right? He's going to get games where he's designated to, you're not going to play this game because we need you on the second half of a back-to-back, or you're not going to play this game because we need, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be those games here. I don't want to see him at the start of the season. I don't want to see him at the start of the season. Shout out the kid in the chat. Said Pat, just be like, I'm going live and don't mention it to nobody. LOL. Hey, kid, listen, if you want to jump on, man, let me know. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, like, I, I go live every day. <laughs> don't mention it to nobody. I, I only do this almost every day of the week. Um, but, I mean, he, here's here's the thing 
when you're talking about coming into this season, right? Um, where is this Bulls team going to improve? That's the question mark. I don't like seeing Zach Levine have knee management day one. The one place this Bulls team needs to improve most is health. I know there's things you can't handle with health. I know there's things you can't manage with health. But this ain't what you want to see coming into the season. This ain't how you want to start the season off. Right? The only question around this Chicago Bulls team is will they be healthy? The only question around this Chicago Bulls team it's not talent. It's not, oh, are the Bulls going to be able to play? Uh, are the Bulls going to be able to outscore people? Are the Bulls going to be? I mean, you think about the roster that we have, right? Like just players, even, even with players that, that aren't in right now. The Chicago Bulls have three legit defenders on their team. Maybe four, depending on what you think of Drummond's defense. I'd call him a legit defender as well. The Chicago Bulls have a ton of offense on this team. Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan. Kobe White, if he can be consistent. Nikola Vucevic is a walking double-double. Ayo DeSumo looking to take a step this season. He averaged 11 his rookie year as a starter. Ton of offense on this team. So you got defensive guys, you've got offensive guys. At almost every position, Javante Green coming and give you solid defense. At almost every position. What's the thing that worries us the most coming into this season? It's not talent. It's health. And that's going to be the thing that's going to define the Chicago Bulls team. Yeah, take a drink break. If this team can stay healthy, this team can absolutely turn themselves into a team that's going to be able to make a deep run in the Eastern Conference. You're going to need some guys to take steps, 100%. You're going to need some guys that are going to be able to take steps, 100%. Patrick Williams has to take a step for you to get to that next level. Io DeSumo has to take a step for you to get to that next level. Kobe White's just got to become consistent for you to get to that next level. But the talent's there. Nobody looks at this team and says they're devoid of talent. The question mark that you look at around this team is how many guys do we have on this team that are going to be like Lonzo Ball? And hopefully Lonzo's able to come back. Hopefully, right, like, there's that's a, that's a piece that a lot of times breaking this team down, right, most of us have gotten to the point where we don't even bring, bring that into account. Most of us have gotten to the point where we don't even bring Lonzo's game into account of breaking the game down. You know why? Because he ain't been there in so long. 
The same questions that we were asking last season, we're coming in asking this season around this team's health, and that's the one part of this team that I think concerns most Bulls fans. Like the video if you agree, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. We're going to be live calling every single Bulls game. Can't wait to get into this mug, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Now, here's the one thing I will say, Bulls fans. Let's all calm down. <laughs> Let's all calm down. Because the one thing that we do know, if Zach Levine can play, Zach Levine will play. If Zach Levine can go, Zach Levine will go. How do I know that? I watched last season. Right? Zach embodies Chicago. Zach embodies everything Chicago Bulls fans love, everything the Chicago city is. I got a little, I got, I got banged up. My knee hurts. It's messed up. I'll see you at work tomorrow. Zach Levine's going to show up if he can play. And I guarantee you, right, he'll play the first game of the season and sit game two just because he's like, hey, I had a day in between. I'll get a little rest. I'll be back on Saturday. Zach Levine played half the season last year hurt. I think this season he's going to come out. He's going to give it a whole different spin. And here's the thing. Here's the key that stands out to me, right? This ain't Zach Levine sitting out. This ain't Zach Levine. The tweet uh, uh, came out and said, Zach Levine is questionable due to left knee management. That's the team. That's the Chicago Bulls. That's your team saying, ah, we just paid you a lot of money. If you feel like your knee's a little sore, we probably won't play you. I'm pretty sure Zach Levine probably ends up playing tomorrow night. I'm not that worried about it. You've also got Alex Caruso on the list. Um, he is probable to go. Um, and I'm trying to see here. Uh, so there was Caruso. He's probable to go left calf contusion. Lonzo Ball obviously out. Um, but again, management. That's the Bulls. We just paid you a lot of money. We're going to tell you when you can play and when you can't. That's how you'll know. According to Casey Johnson, he talked about Levine played in two and a half of the four exhibition games, but has been regular a regular practice participant. So this is a mild surprise, although questionable is 50-50 in injury report. Uh, Levine on Friday talked about the main thing is I'm healthy and I feel really good. Not having any aches and pains, being able to play without any limitations is uh, my own my in my own mind is huge. So Zach just said I'm good to go. Zach just said, I'm not feeling any aches and pains. And we get left knee management.
So we know that that's the team, right? We know that that's the team. Now let's get into this team, right? Let's get into, let's break down the ins and outs. Some of the predictions here. Some of the predictions here. Coming into this season, offensively, the Chicago Bulls are going to be a consistent threat. Why do I feel like that? When I look at this Bulls team this season, offensively, I see nothing but weapons. And I think the mindset of this team has changed, and that is going to put them in a good direction. What does that mean? A very key piece on this team is playing completely different position-wise, success rate-wise, finishing at the bucket, and he's a player that you can break down defenses with consistently. Not Zach Levine, not DeMar DeRozan. I'm talking about your third option, Nikola Vucevic. Last season, coming into this year, you had Vooch essentially trying to figure out a completely new role. And it's not like he dropped from one to two. He dropped from one to three on the options list. And you had Billy Donovan trying to show, trying to turn him into a shooting big man. I've said this a couple of times on this show. I've said this a couple of times on Locked On Bulls. Nikola Vucevic is not a shooting big man. He's a big man that can shoot, and we cannot break him this season the way that we did last season by making that mistake of putting the two together. They are not the same. This Chicago Bulls team offensively is on a different level when you run the games at times, not all the time, but at times, through Nikola Vucevic down low. What is that? How, how does that work out right when we see Vooch down low first off he's able to kill anybody in the post he's got that kind of game back to the basket spin move finishing at the bucket left and right handed he's got the hook shot he's got the floater he's got all of that right he also has got the turnaround fadeaway J whatever you want to have Vooch do Vooch has it but on top of that Vooch is one of the best passers on this Chicago Bulls team Vooch is one of the best passers in the NBA when it comes to the big man position but he's one of the best passers on this Chicago Bulls team we saw all playoffs last year I mean all play it was only five games all playoffs last year for the Chicago Bulls. Vooch, get the ball, down low, double team come, kick it out, open shooter, miss. You have to figure out how to fix that last part. That open shooter part, and I think that's what AK kind of went into this offseason thinking, right? I'm not going into this offseason thinking, oh my goodness, we've got to fix Kobe White. We've got to fix, I'm going into this offseason thinking, how do we find shooters? How do we improve upon the shooters we have? How does our shooting on this team improve? I think that improves with two things. One, a healthy Zach Levine is an excellent three-point shooter. Got to be able to knock down that shot. Zach's able to do that. Two, go out. You find you one of the best spot-up shooters in the league. And whether we like it or not, whether we want to look at his numbers and say, hey, uh, he hasn't played much in the last two seasons. The teams aren't really rocking with him anymore. Blah, 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 right? All of that. Goran Dragic, spot-up shooting numbers above 40%. Goran Dragic, catch-and-shoot numbers above 40%. Goran Dragic, from around the perimeter, above 35% from every spot except the left wing where I think he's 33%. 
AK went into this offseason addressing specific needs to add to continuity. I like that idea. I like that thought process coming into this season. Right? How do you build on that? How do you build on a top passing big man? You find them guys to pass the ball to. I think AK did that. I'm going to be honest with you. A little surprised by Daylon Terry uh, uh, shooting as well. Didn't think he could shoot as well as he can. I think he'll be an interesting addition to the team shooting-wise. And then, listen, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, very efficient three-point shooters. DeMar DeRozan trying to add his game a little bit more, right? I don't, I don't think we're going to see that at this point. If DeMar has a three ball, bro, the NBA is over. <laughs> this dude this dude is just coming out. He's just adding something every year in his age 32 season. If DeMar DeRozan has a three ball, I think I, <laughs> it's going to be interesting just seeing DeMar like all of a sudden he's, he's like, yeah, I'll start pulling him. He's pulling like four or five threes a game. You know what I'm saying? Let's not see that. Keep killing how you kill him, brother. You keep killing how you kill him. But I think the Bulls have such an asset. And here's the thing, right? Winning games in the NBA is about using as many of your top players as you can. Winning games in the NBA is about figuring out the combination to unlock those top players as much as you can. I know there's a lot of people that hate Mike Budenholzer. Up in Milwaukee. But Giannis was unlocked under his game. Maybe Giannis would have unlocked himself anyway. But he wasn't unlocked under Jay Kidd. Giannis found a way to unlock himself under Budenholzer, Budenholzer's system. Air quotes on that. And that's what changed this team. That's what changed that team, I should say. How do you figure out how to unlock these guys to get the most out of them? That's the question that comes on Billy Donovan. And Billy Donovan's somebody that I want to focus on in these conversations as well. We'll get to Billy Donovan in the second half of the show. We're going to get to it into more Chicago Bulls talk in the second half of the show. We do appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. If you haven't done so, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. I'm going to pay some bills real quick, and then we're going to get into Billy Donovan and what he needs to do with this Chicago Bulls team heading into this season and especially especially what I want to see from him in this first game of the season right I get like mugs are going to be kind of like dogging it out there um they're going to be moving in slow motion just trying to get their body ready but let come on bro come on bro come on bro we need to see we need to see some of these things I'm gonna bring up but first, speaking of dogging it, I do want to tell you guys this show is brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey, the official drink of the Windy City Breeze. As you can see, I'm enjoying some right here. In 2010, Bird Dog pioneered the flavored whiskey category. And since that time, Bird Dog has been upholding and trailblazing that space for years, year after year. Me and Kid have personally enjoyed the peach flavor, which I'm sipping right here, while watching the Chicago Bears and Bulls win, lose, or draw. And we want you to do the same. We'll be enjoying this hopefully all season. Um, 
I mean, this is going to be a, a consistent drink that's going to get me through some tough Bulls nights. And this is going to be a consistent drink that's going to have me excited on those Bulls nights as well. So uh, for you to be just as excited as we are and enjoying the same drink, make sure that you check the link in the description below to see where you can buy your favorite flavor of bird dog whiskey, where the motto is life is short. So add some flavor. As we getting back into this, man. We do appreciate our sponsors, appreciate everybody who's showing love to the channel, man. It's a Tuesday. I'm doing a little sipping, getting ready for some NBA action tonight. That's how. That's what it comes down to, man. Um, if you're C-Red in here, drop a C-Red in the chat. If you're C-Red in here, drop a C-Red in the chat, man. If you're not excited for bull season, bro, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I love having Rage in here because I do love a contrarian point to the points that I'm making, right? Raging always gives me, I'm not going to lie to you, a, a lot of content is made off of um, people who come with a counterpoint, and then I'm like, okay, this is how I keep the conversation going. This is also the reason that I enjoy being live. Um, but I couldn't live like this. I guess almost like Raging is not excited for the NBA season to come. <laughs> I can't live like that. I'm so excited for basketball to be back, bro. I'm so excited to be live calling every single Bulls game this season. Bro, y'all don't understand, bro. I don't even go to some. I don't go to the games. I'm going to try and get to some more games this year, but I don't go to the games. Because I love being here watching basketball with y'all, man. I love being here breaking down the game with y'all, even Raging. So shout out to Raging, man. Uh, every now and then, man, somebody get a lot of love on the show, a lot of love on the podcast. But I do love you guys, man. Shout out to All Righty Then. He's in this mug. Shay's in this mug. He's dropping a C-Red. MJ dropping a C-Red in this mug, man. Torian's in the chat. What's going on, brother? Big C dropping a C-Red in this mug, man. What's happening? What do we need to see? From Billy Donovan this season. For the Chicago Bulls. To be able to take that next step. Tanner with the super chat. Shout out to you, man. Said hashtag C red. By the way, can't wait to hit the lab with you, Pat. Bro, legit. Let's set up a date, bro. We keep talking about this. Let's set up a date. We're going to make it happen. Just make sure it's not on the Bulls game or Sunday. We running out of days quick there. But, you know, let's set up a date, bro. What do we need to see from Billy Donovan this season for the Chicago Bulls to take that next step? And here's the thing. I understand. I understand. That it may not be this year. I understand that more than likely the Chicago Bulls are not going to win an NBA championship this season. But what do I want to see from this team? Growth. Building on it. Moving in the right direction. Figuring out how to get this team to the next level. That's what I need to see. That's what I need to see from this Chicago Bulls team. Tori says, see red, we're not even a game one. Zach is questionable. We're going to figure it out. Tori. He's going to play. I would bet. I would bet. I wouldn't bet that much, but I'd bet that he would play. <laughs> Billy Donovan to me. You have to realize how your team is working on a night-in, night-out basis and roll with that. How many times last season did we see Vooch is the one with the hot hand tonight? 
yet DeMar's taking the shots. The game's getting tough. Vooch is the one with the hot hand tonight, yet Vooch is out in the corner taking three-pointers in the second half. Zach Levine cooking in the first half. He doesn't get the ball back. I understand the mindset around the coach. I understand the mindset of, hey, this guy is the guy, and so give him the ball. I get that. Let the players sort it out. Let the players work their game out. But the one thing that happens when the players do Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is the team becomes stagnant. And that cannot be the case. The one thing that happens when the team does that is the Bulls become a team that has the best seats in the house. And that cannot be the case. Right? How many times have we seen last season? Even even a little bit in the preseason, right? Standing around. Waiting. Nobody's cutting. Nobody's dropping down. Nobody's setting back screens. That can't be what your team is this season. You have to have consistent movement out of this team. You have to have consistent screens out of this team springing guys open. You have a really, really, really good score in Zach Levine, and you need to be able to create opportunities for him to get to the shot. As as great of a scorer as he is, Zach Levine's not that great of a shot creator outside of that step-back J. When it comes to creating his own shot, right, he just doesn't have the handle for it. That's fine. Work with your players' limitations. Work with what your players can do. I need to see a ton of screens. I need to see uh, 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 Io cutting back door. I think that's a big reason why Javante had an opportunity to get in the game, right? Because Patrick Williams is more of the, I'm just going to move around. I'm just going to make these moves. I'm going to go through my motions, whatever it is. And that's the type of player that he is. 
and that's okay. But that doesn't help you get to the bucket. That doesn't help you attack downhill. That doesn't help you find the easy shot. Stacey King said it how many times last year? Basketball is an easy game. It's about creating opportunity, creating shots for yourself, creating moments that your stars can show you why they're your stars. That's what this season is about. That's what this season is all about. You bet on continuity. Now you have to allow that continuity to blossom. You're going to need some help from those role players as well. I think it's very good that you went out and you got a guy like Andre Drummond. He sets this team up nicely to me. He's that guy that is going to be that workhorse. He's that guy that's constantly setting screens. He's that guy that's able to come off of the screen. hes I don't know if he's really serious about taking this jump shot, but he said he's been working on this three ball for about four years now, and he's ready to unveil it. If he can knock that mug down at a consistent basis, the Bulls might have had a steal. I'm not expecting it, but if he can... Bulls might have a steal. A very interesting steal, but a steal. If you're going to take that next step, you have to work to your player's strengths. And I'm going to be honest with you. When they get going, when they get the shots falling, when they get the shots happening in the right, or uh, when they get the offense going in the right direction, guess what? The worst thing that you can do Take that away from him and let DeMar play one-on-one. There's going to be one-on-one for DeMar. That's just the player he is. Of course there's going to be one-on-one. There's going to be one-on-one with Zach Levine. Of course there is. There's going to be one-on-one with Vooch. Of course there is. This is basketball, right? Like, I, I hate this idea that people think that, like, there's just, oh, everybody's playing the game and it's the 1950s and, like, the Harlem Globetrotters music is playing and they're just passing the ball around the circle. Some dude comes out wagging his finger like this. Like, that's not realistic. But it's about running those plays, running those sets, running that offense, and then having those moments where, yeah, is there a mismatch? 100%. Kill him. Does DeMar have a mismatch today? Yes, he does. Go for 50. Does Zach have a mismatch today? Yes, he was. Kill him. Does Vooch have a mismatch today? Yes, he does. Kill him. <laughs> Mixed season saying, when did he say he was working on it for four years? I want to see that interview. I think that's the last uh, interview they did. Well, I want to say that's on All Access. They did it right after he was taking the shots. He literally said, he's like, I've been working on this shot for four years, bro. And I got to, I got to, uh, <laughs> I just, I just, nobody will let me shoot it, basically. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be interesting to see. But to me, the biggest key for this Bulls team is just you have to get that offense going. And it's not just standing around, right? Because I think the thing the Bulls did consistently last season, offensively, was they would just stand around, they would wait, DeMar would cook, and then all of a sudden, right, DeMar would need some help 
and the help's not ready. I broke this down with kid on a football analogy. But it applied, it was, it was a basketball analogy in the beginning. I broke this down on a football analogy using a basketball analogy. When you're talking about this team or any NBA team, if you wait until the last minute, you go the entire game without getting up shots, and then in the last minute you kick it out to that guy to make a shot, low percentage chance he's going to make that shot. It's not just about getting you going. It's about getting everybody going. It's not just about getting you going. It's about getting the team going. It's about getting the Chicago Bulls going. And I'll tell you what, as crazy as it is to say, right? To me, that's the part where I want to see Io improve the most this season. The thing that Lonzo Ball could do, the thing that Lonzo Ball could do masterfully for the Bulls was he could get the ball in his hands and set people up in position to be successful. He could get the ball in his hands and he could, hey, we're going to kick this out to Kobe. Boom, knock that down. Kick it out to Zach. Boom, knock that down. On the run. Get the team on their back foot. Gets the offense moving. I need to see that from Iowa. It can't be the come up and give the ball to uh, uh, um, DeMarcio. It just can't. It's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to be realistic for your team. Offensively, I think this Bulls team is going to be in a good position this season. Defensively, that's my question. You have good defenders on this team. You have good defenders on this team. Good defenders don't equal good team defense. You've got excellent defenders. I like Patrick Williams, good defender. Dalen Terry looks like he's going to be a good defender. Alice Caruso, great defender. Javante Green, great defender. Andre Drummond, good defender. Are you going to have the want to this season defensively so that I'm not ready to flip a table from you from a team knocking down 17 corner three-pointers on you? Are you going to have the defensive ability this season to get out the short to shooters in the corner? Right? Because having good defenders doesn't mean that you're going to play good defense. Because it's all about where that defense breaks down, and that's where teams are going to pick on you. It's all about where that defense breaks down. That's where they're going to pick on you, right? If DeMar DeRozan ain't paying attention to that corner three, and yes, I am okay calling out DeMar DeRozan on this because we saw it all season last season. If DeMar DeRozan isn't paying attention to that corner three, guess what? Open. Cash. Dog, we saw dudes that we didn't know could shoot knocking down the corner three. <laughs> Getting cooked by dudes named Fork and Corkmaz. I ain't even know he had cash in his pocket until DeMar showed up. 
You have to figure out how to play team defense. And if you don't, it's going to be a tough season for you. Because guess what? There's a lot of good offenses out there that are going to be paired with good defense. There's a lot of offenses that are going to be able to put up points on you, and they're going to be paired with good defenses. This team has to figure that out. And it's not an ability. Guess what? I know it's not ability. That's what pisses me off the most, I think, about the Bulls, at least coming into last season, that I'm hoping I won't see this year. Because it wasn't about ability. Guess what? When you would see DeMar DeRozan have to stop, make a stop, guess what? DeMar DeRozan could stand there and play defense. It's not like he's a bad defender. He doesn't want to. That's not the end of the floor that he gets up for. But when you see him playing one-on-one, he ain't getting cooked. He knows how to play defense. You have to want to. And to me, it's not like, like to me, I think Kobe White really struggled like with the mechanics of playing defense because he probably wasn't asked to do it a ton because he was such a good scorer growing up. Hopefully those mechanics have improved, but it's, it's about one, two with most of these guys. I've seen Zach Levine, one-on-one situations, get the stop. DeMar DeRozan, one-on-one situations, get the stop. Heck, we saw it last year. DeMar DeRozan in the clutch. Huge steals. Multiple times we saw that last year. It's about the want to. And you've got some really good defenders on this team, but if you're not going to, if you're not going to help those defenders out on the backside, you're going to be in the same situation. By the way, Vooch looked like he's trying to show you something defensively this season. What you doing out here, Vucci? What's going on with this man? He looks like he's trying to show you something exciting this season. But we said all, I mean, I, I said it all last year. Vooch is a is a, a average defender. It's just, it's re- it really looks bad when on his backside there's a 6'4 dude allowing somebody to sneak behind him. But I think Booch is going to take a step here, especially with Patrick Williams back in this lineup defensively anyway, able to help him. P. Will, always been a solid defender. You got to get better. You got to take another step here. Ayo DeSumo, no, he can play defense. He was one of the best defenders in the NBA last year. He was one of the best defenders in the NBA. Not among rookies. He shut down some of the top point guards in the NBA. Darius Garland, Trey Young. Brad Beal. Shut down some of the best in the NBA.
And so for me now, it's about those holes. How do you fill those holes defensively? When I look at the bench unit, I don't have the concerns about defense from the bench unit. Except with Dragic out there. Dragic is a pretty bad defender. Dragic is a pretty bad defender. (laughs) The biggest question for me with this team is, will you be able to replicate what we saw First half of the season when everybody was healthy, when everybody was running. And I do think that, right, like Bulls fans don't give a lot of uh, uh, um, credence to the fact that when you lose a team the way the Chicago Bulls lost their teams last season, lost their team last season, I should say. I know a lot of people were like, well, they're back. You should be playing well now. But that chemistry is hard to replicate. Finding your role on the team again, hard to replicate. So now the question is, are you going to be able to, with this chemistry coming into this season, figuring it out, knowing that I was your starter already, knowing that you're going in with a set five, What are you going to be able to do with that information? How are you going to be able to make the shot? How are you going to be able to play the game? That's the question for me, at least around the Chicago Bulls right now, right? Defensively, what is this team going to be? Predictions on the season, man. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bulls. How Chicago Bulls fans talk. Breaking down bulls, breaking down bears. Also, follow us on all social medias, man. Follow me at, at, at least. At least follow your boy. Um, but follow the show as well, uh, the Windy City Breeze. Tomorrow, we're going to be breaking out the um, – what is it called? It's not Periscope. What's the thing on Twitter? Twitter Spaces. We're going to be using that for the daily show starting tomorrow. We're going to be using that for Bulls Live calls starting tomorrow. Um, so you'll be able to hear this beautiful voice and just kind of like close the phone out go through your day right listen to it like it's the radio so tune in with us over on the windy city breeze on twitter also follow your boy on all ds or on uh, all platforms at pat the designer appreciate y'all for showing love in that manner as well we'll be uh, i got the tiktok cracking right now the instagram cracking all that stuff man predictions for the season where are the chicago bulls going to fall this season To me, this is a team that I could see being as high as the third seed in the East. As high. Doesn't mean that they'll meet that. I think the Bulls will land somewhere around the fifth seed this season. I think that they'll be somewhere around there. Not because they're a bad team, but I just think the East is going to be ridiculous this season. I think it's going to be a very close race like it was last year. I basically got the Bulls getting same amount of wins last season. I think we had 46 last year. I've got the Bulls right around that range. I don't have the Bulls breaking 50 wins. I didn't have the Bulls breaking 50 wins last year. 
So I don't have the Bulls breaking 50 wins here. Got the Bulls getting about 46 wins this season. And, um, yeah, man, I just, I think that this is a season where you're going to take a step in the right direction. But it's not going to be the final step yet. Because, I here's the thing about basketball that I understand. Every single team that's won an NBA championship outside of one, the Pistons, had an all-time great player. Every single team outside of one had an all-time great player. I think the Bulls have really, really good players this year. But I don't think that they have an all-time great just yet. I think that the Bulls have star-level talent, but superstars win NBA championships. And that's why at the end of the day, you need somebody to take that step. It can be Zach Levine. It can be Io. It can be Patrick Williams. It can be, right? Like it's not going to, at this point, it's not going to be Vooch. It's not going to be, uh, uh, um, it's not going to be DeMar DeRozan, right? Like that's kind of past. But you need absolute superstars to win in this NBA. Cleveland, LeBron. Lakers, Kobe, Shaq. Bulls, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. More so Jordan than anybody else, Pippen than anybody else. But you need absolute superstars to win NBA championships. And I understand that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy the season. Doesn't mean I'm not going to root for my team to win another championship. Doesn't mean I don't want to see the Bulls continue to get better. But I understand that. Players have to become a superstar level player for you to have that conversation. Raging question. How can you be better with the same lineup and the same issues, except you got the issues all year as opposed to having the issues for you for half the season like last season? weren't the Golden State Warriors with pretty much the same team put out of the playoffs in the second round? Didn't Michael Jordan with Scottie Pippen lose in the second round? Didn't Giannis and Chris Middleton lose in the first round? Every team that wins a championship. And I, I almost could bet on this, maybe outside of a LeBron team. Any team LeBron went to might be different. But any team that wins and consistently wins have continuity. Don't think of the Bulls keeping the guys that they had last season as a failure. 
Continuity is the most important thing to winning, unless all of a sudden Kevin Durant comes on the market. Unless all of a sudden LeBron James comes on the market, that's when all of a sudden, right, you get one player in there and everything changes. That's when that comes into play. But every single team that's been consistently good has continuity. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah, they're rolling in with the same team they had last season. Is that team going to take a step? Is that team going to move in the right direction? That's what you want to see this season. And that's what I want to see from the Chicago Bulls, man. That's what I want to see from this Bulls team moving forward. It's not, it's not the end of the world that we kept, oh, we didn't go out there and get another player and we didn't. It's not 2K. If it was 2K, that'd be great. I'd just go out there. I'd pick the players I want. I'd, it, but it's not 2K. You can't just go out there and make changes and do this and all of a sudden your team's going to be great. I'm going to be real with you. All the excitement around the uh, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, show me. All of a sudden they're going to win it. Their, their, their odds to win a championship are top 10 in the NBA. You're going to have to show me that. And I like the team. I think the team's good. I think they're going to be a top five team in the East. But you got to show me that. They added Donovan Mitchell, the dude that, that continually shoots poorly and puts his team in a bad situation. Okay. He put up 30, though. 10 for 45. But he put up 30, but 10 for 45. Come on now. Um, Atlanta, got to show me that. Atlanta's got to show me that. But they had a DeJounte Murray. Who, who's playing defense? We just sending everything to the big man? We just sending everything to the big man, huh? Got to show me that. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The Boston Celtics, I don't think that they're going to fall outside the top five. My top five right now, I think I've got Milwaukee one. I've got, I'll say Philly two. I think Philly's going to be a solid, ugh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let me flip that. I got Milwaukee one. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go Philly, too, because I think Embiid is a game changer. I'll go Philly, too. Three. I will go the Boston Celtics. I think they take a little bit of a step back because of the change in philosophy. I think they take a little bit of a step back because of the change in philosophy. And I could see them as low as four or five as well. 
I think a change it like I don't think people are 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 being realistic about how much losing an entire head coach can change a team. An entire head coach can change a team. I'll give you a prime example of it. Your Chicago Bulls. If they keep Phil Jackson, if they can hold on to Phil Jackson, that next team is ridiculous. Because the philosophy doesn't change. You can have players that stick around that instill the philosophy into the next guys up. So I think that that's going to be a tough situation there. You know, I probably still got, I probably still got Miami four, in my opinion. And then I got the Bulls five. And hopefully the Bulls are above Miami. Again, Brooklyn is a, Brooklyn is a team that absolutely could be dangerous. They've got Kevin Durant, they've got Kyrie Irving, they've got Ben Simmons, but they don't have much else. <laughs> it's a team that on paper, you're like, man, this is crazy. Look at these role players. They're going to be able to cash that mug out. It's going to be wild. And then it's just, ah. Like, what are they really going to be? And then I think I've got Cleveland six. Probably got Atlanta seven. Nah, probably got, probably got Boston's or uh, Brooklyn seven. Probably got Brooklyn seven right now. But again, Kevin Durant, that could absolutely change the second that they hit the court. Kevin Durant. What raging say? We still would, we will still trade our entire roster for theirs. Uh, no, you would, you would, you would. Hey, Don Burr, shout out to Don Burr in the chat, man. Uh, Don Burr, um, I've got Detroit probably finishing eleven this season. Still outside to play in. But I do think that you guys are building something nice up there. I do think that you guys are building something nice up there. I will say that, man. I will say that. I'm really excited to see kind of what that's going to turn into because I, you know me. Listen, I'm I'm all for a Bulls Pistons rivalry. I'm all for a Bulls Pistons rivalry. I want to see. I I like seeing rivalries that I grew up on come back. So I'm all for seeing the Pistons stepping in the right direction. I want them to still be worse than us, but I love seeing a rivalry, right? Like the one thing that we've honestly never seen in our lives, in our lives is the bears and the Packers both good at the same time. Even the year right where the Packers ended up in the NFC title game and they end up going to the Super Bowl beating us, right? Like there were struggles that season on the Packers side 
and the Bears just were dumb and let him in. We've never seen both teams good at the same time. And so to me, right, like that's the thing that I look at and I go, bro, like if if we could just get them both good at the same time, this would be so freaking entertaining. I think the only the only thing we've ever seen good at the same time. Rivalry rivalry wise is probably the Hawks and the Blues. Because, right, the Bulls in Miami were good at the same time, but they weren't rivals until LeBron went there. Now it's kind of a rivalry, but they weren't rivals until LeBron got there. The, um, I'm trying to think, is there really a rivalry? The Sox in Detroit really weren't, the Sox and the Tigers really weren't, they're kind of, kind of, eh, the Sox were coming up. Detroit was kind of on there at the end. Like, that really wasn't at the same time, right? Like, you don't really see that, dog. And so I, I, I want to see rivals good at the same time. I want to see 90s Bulls Pistons again. We ready to fight. Y'all ready to fight us. We hug it out at the end. We all go out and get some drinks. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. We will be, uh, Bulls will be live tomorrow. So I will be live tomorrow for that game. We probably will still do a daily show. Um, so tune in with us there. If you, are, if you are listening on the podcast side, hit that like button over on the podcast side as well. Um, I don't think I got anything else for today, man. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Uh, enjoy the day of NBA tonight. I'll be tweeting about the games and all that stuff. So I can't wait for this mug to get cracking. Yeah, as always, man, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Y'all stay safe out this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.